Well, this is actually a relevant question. How long have people been setting? How long have people been setting off fireworks like around where you live? Oh my god. Uh, well, like how many days or yeah, 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 <laughs> how yeah. many hours? <laughs> sure, both. <laughs> um, I I feel like I've been hearing fireworks like for for a couple of weeks already. Same. Um, as far as like hours, like. I definitely like we had we had dinner we you know we barbecued and we had dinner outside around like 6:30 we started barbecuing and we were hearing fireworks then and the sun didn't set till like 8 and my dad was like why are people setting off fireworks right now like it's such a waste you don't get to see them <laughs> I was like yeah I don't know <laughs> people are stupid dad like <laughs> um so yeah a while I don't know why people like it it does seem like people started setting off fireworks earlier than usual this year, like mid to late June. Yeah, and there's a the whole thing. Yeah, there's a the whole thing with like news stories about the the fireworks being set off in New York City. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If there's news stories. Like it seems like it's a little earlier, but not like crazy, crazy. It's not like they started setting them off in like mid May and said, "No, Fourth of July, guys." <laughs> like you know, mid late June is not crazy, crazy. What's funny is so. Um, how about you? Like you, you used to sing mid late June for you too. Are, are fireworks legal in Missouri now? Because I remember they weren't when I was a kid. Um, well, I mean they've been legal as long as I've been. You know, I don't. There's never been like a problem with setting them off. Now inside the city there is, but that's I I I seem to remember maybe 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 it was just like a St. Louis thing, I don't know, but I seem to remember that you weren't allowed to buy fireworks um like and so you had to like go to a place that popped up right around 4th of July yep. and like, you know, the cops looked the other way basically. Um is the way I understood it. Um but like when I moved to Illinois, like they just sold fireworks in Walmart. <laughs> you know, I do I ahead. do see like those packs at Sam's, but not like it's not the you know, it's like poppers and snappers and like maybe bottle rockets, but I, I don't I don't see the like the real the real shit at, at a I don't at a yeah, I don't remember if it's like the real stuff or or not. Um because like, by the time we moved to Illinois I was already like eighteen, so and we lived in an apartment, like so we weren't really gonna be shooting off fireworks. Yeah. Um but I, I apparently it's, yeah, city of St. Louis selling, buying and using fireworks is prohibited. I think um yeah, there's definitely city city limits ordinances right now. It's just like nobody gives a shit about you know, yeah, I mean, with, obviously, with everything, with yeah, everything so going on, they're just it's it's St. St. Louis City and County. You cannot sell, buy, or use fireworks. So I don't think we were going up to Jefferson County. I think we still were in St. Louis County, uh, at the places that we would drive to. Like you know, the signs would. I I don't know if this would happen in in Springfield area too, but uh, around Fourth of July and around New Year's, just a big sign, like a big billboard, would pop up and just say "fireworks this many exits away." <laughs> Um, um, I've never seen it around 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 uh, New Year's, but I have I seen. Feel like it, maybe, maybe, I, I could be mistaken. I thought well, it was around the, New the Year's. The thing too, I was going to but... say is it's because we just have stores where that are open year round, not sure. in, yeah, not yeah, in yeah. the city limits, but yeah, there are there are a couple like right outside I mean, I, city I don't, limits. I don't know if they're if they're open year round in like St. Louis County either, and it's just that nobody goes, you know. But I, I seem to remember going to like a tent. But yeah, I remember it being in like Eureka, and Eureka is in St. Louis County. So I don't know. Well, um, is that... maybe maybe it was just past Eureka because I'm I'm looking now and like St. Louis County ends just past Eureka and just past Fenton. So now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was just past Fenton. So I think it was like literally right, like maybe less than a mile outside of the county limits is where you would go to buy your fireworks. Yep. Um, I had yeah. uh, I had a f- uh, still 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 person friends with lives uh like right on actually I guess you'd say right outside the city limits um although Springfield's been cons- pretty consistently growing so you know a, a minute's walk from his house was the was you know the um the yeah the fireworks sto- store I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking of the word but yeah the the tent the the you know, pop up. That's not that's not the word I'm going for. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there was the 
the tent was right there. So we get firecrackers and bottle rockets and set them off in the street. Apparently in St. Charles, they're prohibited except between the hours of 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. July 2nd to July 5th and 11.30 p.m. on New Year's Eve to 12.30 a.m. on New Year's Day. (laughs) Uh, In Arnold, Missouri, uh, fireworks cannot be used before June 25th or after July 5th except for New Year's Eve. And like, yeah, it's like some of these places have like specific laws about here are the specific dates you can use fireworks. Um... But yeah, St. Louis County and St. Louis City, they were banned. So if you lived in the St. Louis area, you would have to drive out just past the county limits, and that's where they would sell you fireworks. Which is, it's just like, again, like that was just, apparently in Illinois, I don't know if they, they've, it's changed in the last eight years of living here or whatever, uh, or nine years. Um, but in Illinois, you, you can only use fireworks like sparklers, glow worms, smoke devices, or party poppers. The state prohibits handheld fireworks, bottle rockets, firecrackers, Roman candles, buzz bombs, etc. Ohio and Vermont have similar laws. Um, I could have sworn I'd seen bottle rockets in like Walmart when I first moved here, uh, but I, I could be wrong, or it could have like, like you know, again, it could have been like, yeah, they're technically, but no, Walmart's not going to sell something that's technically illegal, right? So either I'm mistaken or the law changed in the last eight years, which is both of which are fully reasonable things to have happened. Uh, I'm just reminded of seeing this guy. um, I can't think of the name. He's been famous on YouTube for uh, he's that guy who will eat anything. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm just I'm just reminded of a video. It's it's like cringe, but it's very funny, and it's him eating snappers. <laughs> so he'll bite down. And shoe nice twenty two. Is it shoe nice twenty two? Shoe nice. There we go. I knew it was shoe something. Yeah. Like shoe shoe nice. I, I googled YouTube guy who will eat anything, and the top result: shoe nice twenty two will eat That's anything him. for fame. That's him. <laughs> Old shoe nice. So yeah, there's a video of him eating snappers, and it's just. <laughs> It was exactly what I expected and hoped, which is chomp, snap, yelp, chomp again. He's going to put himself in a coma, kid. And welcome to this episode of Motion City Podcast. I'm Naim Siddiqui. Joining me, as always, Jacob Walden. How you doing, Jake? I'm comatose and singing. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is a line from the song. I need time <laughs> to get it right. I need time to get it right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that was the easy one, right? That's what I thought you were gonna <laughs> go with. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so we're talking today about the Coma Kid, which is the sixth track on the album go which is the fifth album the fifth record from motion city soundtrack and in fact uh, as i've mentioned before the last of the albums that i bought um just i mean for for a cavalcade of reasons but uh the last the last actual record the the last record that i bought i was gonna say the last motion city record that i bought but technically the last like motion city music purchase that i made was on you the last panic episode. stations <laughs> was that you don't know what you do on panic stations it was chronologically the last chronologically i bought panic stations i think panic Stations might be the first one i bought actually yeah um because I, bu- I bought panic stations at release yeah, yeah. and then i, I started buying the other records after that yeah yeah uh, i bought but I, yeah, I bought panic stations on cd and vinyl at release um but go was the last one that i bought which i bought uh, at the Motion City show in February, but I was gonna say like I, uh, I think I don't remember if it was on my Twitter. I did put it on the Motion City su- uh, subreddit, 
did I put it on on the show Twitter? Um, if I didn't, I need to put it on the show Twitter and Instagram. But I bought. Uh, if you listened to the last episode, you heard me while recording live purchasing uh, the <laughs> Motion City Shotzi split CD also, and making moves on vinyl. Um, so, so I now own those, which I did not before. Um, but uh, yeah, so go, go. We're talking about go, uh, or actually, we're talking about the Coma Kid, which is the sixth track on go i I was pulling up discogs to see if this was the end of side b or not because i left the record on my shelf and i don't want to stand up and go get it um but uh jake you picked this song while i while i look this up why did you why did you want to do coma kid well you know we've been bouncing back and forth between albums so in terms of the the real structural reason is because we needed a song from go or i am the movie and between the two i felt that go was the album to pick um Com- but... for, for us worth coma kid is the first song on side b the last song on side a is everyone will die which is interesting because you you end everyone will die and then you have to flip the record over <laughs> but i, I like i'll say because because i don't think a lot of bands think about sequencing the way motion city thinks about thinks about sequencing mm-hmm. so i i think you know it's it's to me, I feel like they do consider the sequencing of how will this sound when you when you have to flip the record over um, when they when they sequence an album, which I, I I I would doubt that like even the other bands that I like think think like that. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe every band thinks like that, but it, it seems to me that that it's the kind of thing that Motion City specifically would think about because of how much. I know that Josh cares about the sequencing of the record. Um, well, has been on my mind a lot, and I've also been, been re-listening to their albums through Viva La Vida and Clocks, which is you know probably the best-known song that are Viva La Vida is like fifth on A Rush of Blood of the Head, and then Viva La Vida is seventh on on the album, and it's preceded by some really like two. I just remember listening through Viva La Vida and being like just not remembering that it was so long also, or had you, these songs that were really long and i guess felt experimental um yeah you don't, so you think, have, the, you don't think the the biggest song like their, their best known song is fix you or speed I, of sound I mean, something I, mean, Clock, I think i think clocks is still considered like this their x and y was the best-selling record in 2005 period so all those, I guess Viva La Vida was the best-selling album in 2008. Man, Coldplay's a weird band. Yeah, they, I mean, they're so, so really, really well. Remember when people liked Coldplay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, have, you, have, you have Lovers in Japan, which is seven minutes long, and then you have the song Yes, which is seven minutes long, and I'm like, I did not realize there was two songs total I 14 feel, minutes I before like Viva La Vida. Fixy. It's weird. It just felt like, I, I mean, like, uh, fix you my mm, clocks is it clocks is is huge it still is huge i i mean maybe maybe i'm just speaking out of my ass but i i could not tell you a lyric from clocks and i could sing all of fix you let me That's look all and see if i can find about so I'm, I'm, have, yeah i'm trying to find have... looking i'm seeing like which 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 went most platinum um because i think that's probably the best uh the best Good point. Um, singles. Okay. Clocks went single platinum. And... Fix You went double platinum. And Viva La Vida went double platinum. And, uh... Uh, oh, sorry. No, Fix sorry. You... Viva La Vida went triple platinum. Fix You went yeah, gold. Yeah, Viva La Vida, I think. But something else to consider, though, is Viva La Vida so think... was like... That was, that, was, that was one of the songs for the iPhone? Was it? Or was it the? It, there was definitely it, there was an Apple promotion alongside Viva La Vida because that's By one the way, like, for what it's worth. Sky Full of Stars also went triple platinum. <laughs> I mean, I like that song, but it's not that good. Uh, also, something just like this went seven times platinum, <laughs> but it never well, hit number the one. Po- the point I was going to make is that is that like a rush of the blood of the head was what two thousand five um 2003 and that was not like you know digital music changed quite a bit between a rush yeah. to the head and uh viva la vida, viva la vida or death but, but, <laughs> and by the way boy. ignoring x and y in the middle there <laughs> I, I, yes. I'm, I'm 
also a big fan of that album love that album um but I was, I was just saying like clocks fifth on the fifth on the album viva la vida seventh on the album after some really in my opinion weird pacing um i actually listened through viva la vida you know a couple times now recently and i i i would say it's a lot better than i or maybe i just appreciate it more um viva la vida by the way also the only their only song that hit number one on the charts ever it's so, I, I, I i would say i would say Sorry, this is not your point. I'm 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 having a different argument right now, <laughs> but <laughs> I would say Viva La Vida is probably their best known song, which is I mean to your point, right? That the pacing on that record is weird. I um, I, I don't disagree. I think I think Viva La Vida is their best song. Um, but I just the the opening piano of Clocks is iconic. But there, there's also kind of an iconic sound of Viva La Vida, and not- <laughs> Yeah, no, hold on. Yeah, by the way, the 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 opening uh, uh, violin on Viva La Vida that is absolutely iconic. I'm I'm really torn between it. I love I love them both. Um, I I I would I would say that their best no, I known song. I think I think Viva La Vida is the best song. I'm just I'm just I'm just like trying to think about like the big, you know how how I feel from the big piano coming in versus the yeah. Well, I, 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 I mean, again, like I, I, in in terms of best known, if we're if we're going because again, like as 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 a not a Coldplay fan, um. I probably wouldn't put clocks in the top five. I think it's like, I think it's, I think it's Viva La Vida. I think it's Fix You. I think it's Speed of Sound. I think it's Sky Full of Stars. I think it's uh, something just like this, which is, how I mean, weird. Is it but not, sure. how is this just, how is a rush? How is it not? <laughs> in their top songs, the out, Rush of Blood of the Head is not even in the albums. Come on, people. Yeah, I mean, like, again, like top known, right? Because, like, it's one of those things of, of, you know, the top known songs by any band is never from the first couple of albums, but the first couple of albums are often some of the best stuff because they're not, you know, commercializing. They're, like, they're not writing the music anymore. Like, in the first two or three albums of any band's career, they're not writing the music to to appeal to everybody and therefore not trying to, to you know, specifically make money out of it. Um, so... I don't know. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good stuff on like Cheshire Cat and Dude Ranch um, for for Blink 182, uh, and then Enema of the State becomes a little more co- corporate commercial, and then Take Off Pants and Jacket, in in certain ways, is is not not you know either either commercial or railing against being commercial, right? Like that's what happens when a band gets big. So Coldplay gets big around X and Y, and then either becomes super commercial with Viva La Vida. Uh, or or doesn't uh, I think personally Coldplay got super commercial right and then Blink did the sort of the opposite thing of of okay they got pretty pretty big with Enema of the State and then tried to go the opposite direction take off your pants and jacket they didn't get to do it as much but Blink 182 uh, like uh, uh, self untitled they specifically like you know weren't writing stuff for radio play um, you know some of their best songs are on there I Miss You and Always and Feeling This but they weren't written to be like yes these are songs you're going to play in your car uh, in the same way that you know the rock show and First Date are I definitely I'll take off your pants and jacket. like messaged you whenever I was most recently listening through whatever album about their chart performance so Rush of Blood Other Head was the ba- was the breakout and then X and Y was the X and Y is still their best selling. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I then, then, and again, to, that's to my point. By the way, that I think, I mean, I don't know. I think Viva La Vida, Viva La Vida is one thing, but like I feel like Viva La Vida is probably the best known. But behind that, is, I feel like it's got to be Fix You. Which, by the way, so in in the movie yesterday, which I'm pointing, I, nobody's looking at me, including Jake, but I'm pointing to the poster of the movie yesterday on my wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the movie yesterday, uh, there was a joke. So, have you seen the movie yesterday? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know how Ed Sheeran like plays yes. himself, and uh, the initial script that was supposed to be Chris Martin. Um, which is a funnier joke that Chris Martin is just sitting around watching some random like local television access program, and he's like, "Yeah, this guy's my new opening act." Um, hilarious. Anyway, uh, that's why there's a joke earlier on in the movie when he plays yesterday for the first time to his friend, yeah. and then they you know don't know who the Beatles are because the Beatles never existed, and his friend goes, "It's not Coldplay. It's not Fix You," which is 
fucking hysterical and even funnier if Chris Martin had showed up in the movie. Um, also funny because uh, I I remember if it was the writer or the director, but they they uh, Danny Bull is the director and I forget the name of the writer, um, very famous writer uh, who wrote Love Actually, but I forgot his name. Anyway, um, they uh, <laughs> they called up and shared it like, mate, you're our first choice, and he goes. Mate, I know you already called Chris Martin. Like, I, 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 I literally know you called Chris Martin first. Like, I'll do it, but like, you don't have to bullshit me. I know you called Chris Martin first. <laughs> they Which confirm is it. hysterical. Uh, Richard Curtis, by the way, is the name of the the writer. Who what else again? Very, I feel like this is something else we've talked about. Love Actually. About. He wrote Love Actually. <laughs> Bridget Jones' Diary, Notting Hill, Four Wings in a Funeral, um, no, About Time. About this. He's, he's a very, very a war horse, very, very famous writer. I just couldn't remember his name. <laughs> um, anyway, so the Coma Kid. <laughs> 21 Pilots explicitly have, have referenced Song. Um, 100%. He's, he's I, thought you were, I thought you were just saying 21 Pilots so that you could like <laughs> like just like get, get the bingo cards out. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, 21 Pilots. Okay, so let's talk about the <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like how many bands are going to talk about before they talk about uh, the song that they're here to talk about? <laughs> we got Coldplay, we got Blink, we got Twenty One Pilots in. Who else? Okay, go. What else? Who else do we talk about a lot? Um, <laughs> um, he's he <laughs> and in the lyrics, he's he uh, he's made expl- you know specific references to track order. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, plenty of artists think about it. I don't know, I don't know who thinks about it on what level. There's, there's definitely artists that think about it, and definitely artists that, that don't. You know, that maybe, maybe their their manager thinks about it. Maybe they have somebody who who thinks about it specifically. Um, but, uh, but Motion City specifically has always seemed to me like an artist that that cares and specifically would care about you know, what ends side A of a record even in 2012 or 2015 or, you know, um, as opposed to, you know, like even even if you think about track order, like I'm sure The weekend you know, thinks about track order, but I don't know if The mm. weekend thinks about, okay, what's the end of side A and the beginning of side B because n- not a lot of people are listening to The weekend on vinyl. I guess not a lot of people listen to anybody on vinyl, right? But, yeah. um, but like... You know, it just seems like, well, why why spend the time caring about what the end of side A and beginning of side B are when 99.9% of people are listening to not even the whole album on Spotify, right? They're listening to a track or two on Spotify in their in their mix. Um, so, you know, like I, The Weeknd also seems like an artist who would care about his track order, um, but like not, you know, not in a way that it's like, okay, I need to make sure what, you know, it's been it's been a long time since I listened to uh, not a long time but it's been a while since I listened to God was the album Heartless can't even remember the name of the album um, the new one After Hours After Hours um, yeah yeah uh, good place I listened to it five times um, I I do feel like the the like mixing of it the the track order is very it, it is very good intentional um, I mean, yeah yeah i think i think the intentionality of track order the, and this is not the, <laughs> is not the point to talk about yet another artist i mean yeah like it, it happened we do this all the time like because because i i think i think the last time we talked about track order i mentioned this too is that like i think blink is is really bad at track order i think they're particularly bad at at track order um like for me the only the only album that they that that works like top to bottom as an album like in track order is um enema of the state uh for me personally there's other albums and there's other albums that i like and enema is not my favorite blink album my favorite blink album is take off pants and jacket but i think enema is the only blink album i can listen to front to back and and like over and over again because i think there's there's certain parts i always bring up take off pants and jacket certain parts of take off pants and jacket that just sort of like don't work especially near the end as far as track order goes and if you just reordered it a little a little bit it would work better and obviously you know i could make a playlist and reorder it but i've always been an album guy and i think i think i i like i've always liked listening to albums front to back and that's the way i like listening to music sometimes like if i'm if i'm listening to 
a single artist. You know, I, I listen to playlists, I listen to mixes as well, mm-hmm. but I like to listen to, okay, if I want to listen to Blink-182, I want to listen to a Blink-182 record. I don't want to listen to a Blink-182 mix. Um, and uh, yeah, for, 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 for me personally, I have found Blink-182 to be lacking in that department and I've never found a Motion City record to, to be like that. Every single Motion City record to me, um, you know, even even if I, I like the song less, you know, I... I've said before, everybody, you know, most most people agree that Go is the album that has, that is not as good as the other albums, right? It's the sixth best of six albums. Um, not the worst. But Disagree. Most, I know, I know, I know, I know. The general consensus, Go is the sixth best of the six albums. Um which which is which I do agree on, but I've never I've never disagreed with the track order on this on this record. Like every time I listen to this record, I'm like, yeah, this this does need to come after this. Circuits and Wires does need to come first. Floating down the river does need to come last. Like those are the, those are the two the most important things about sequencing. I think are what comes first, what comes last. Uh, if you if you nail that, the rest of it you actually can kind of mess up in, um, kind of like a like a baseball lineup, which we mentioned before, right? Like lineups don't matter that much, right? So you can kind of fiddle with them. Track orders. A little matters a little bit more, but if you if you get the first one right, you get the last one right. The middle you can kind of screw up. Same with the movie, right? You get the first scene right, you get the last scene right. Nobody really thinks as much about the the middle stuff you you screwed up because the thing they're left with is the is the end, and the thing they start with is the thing that gets them into the thing. So so every Motion City record, including Go, I think they of the songs on the record. They start with the correct song, Crooks and Wires. They end with the correct song, Floating Down the River. Everything in the middle also works, but um, you know, it's 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 something that I that I've I've always liked them for. And that's why we, we bring it up all the time, right? It's because it's something that that <laughs> well, we, no, we, you, you're saying that now is it's funny to me because when I listen through Go, it's the it's got the three bonus tracks. So yeah, Bonafide, yeah. Give Up, Given, and Alcohol Eyes. And I also feel like Alcohol Eyes is a really good way for the album to be taken out. Or, or, or a really you good know, it's, song it's for it to go out I, on. I, I, don't, I don't think so personally with Alcohol Eyes. In fact, Alcohol Eyes is is the one of the three bonus tracks. I, I love the bonus tracks. That's the one of the three bonus tracks that to me works best as a single. Like it's just a song. I'm still alive. The liquid that runs through like it just, it just works well as a song on its own. Uh whereas I I would I would love Bottom Feeder and Give Up Give In to be in the, in the record. Bottom Feeder also uh works really well as uh as Stand an opener because it's fucking sick. Yeah, I bet it would be yeah. an opener. Because uh, b- bottom feeder is, uh, if I had to tell the truth, I would rather be a liar, right? That's, um, I feel right from the start, right? Am I crazy? No, no, you know, I'm, 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 a lot of things I like with it are, are the, like the actual, the music of it. Um, you right from the start, right? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, there's, there's lots of great parts about it, but it, but it would be a, like a, a really, a really interesting opener. Not a, not a very Motion City opener, actually. Um, it definitely is. In fact, I think it would be a great side B opener, right? Like a great middle of the record album, a great middle of the record song if you're listening the regular way. But if you're listening on the actual record, it would be a great way to open side B. Um, I don't know, maybe. Um, but yes, the the, the bonus tracks. Uh, I you know we'll we'll have to talk about the bonus tracks on Go sometime soon too, because the bonus tracks on Go I think are the best songs on Go. Period. Like those three tracks. I mean, there's great. I mean, I like Floating on the River a lot. And I like Circuits and Wires a lot. And I like True Romance, Son of a Gun. Son of a Gun, I like a lot, actually. Um, Timelines is still my ring. Timelines has been my ringtone, I've said before, for on and off for eight years. Uh, briefly, it was My Shot from Hamilton. Briefly, it was the Daredevil theme song. But otherwise, it has been Timelines for, for the better part of the last eight years. But uh, Bottom Feeder, Give Up, Give In, Alcoholize are. Like I, I would probably I would guess if I go to my Google Play right now, the tracks on this record that I've listened to the most. Anyway, Comic Kid, which is a fun. <laughs> that's that's I was laughing there. Look, just <laughs> constantly dancing around the actual song. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's. Isn't that what we do though? Uh, <laughs> Not we this do bad. Um, thirteen times I've listened to Alcoholize. Six times Give Up, Give In. Eight times Bottom Feeder. The rest, the rest of them. Oh, nine times to romance, uh, eight times son of a gun. Um, so, uh, alcoholize is the song that I've listened to most out of any song on this on this record. I think. Um, so, you know, 
still alive. Uh, the liquid that runs through the veins is not tarnished by the chemical bliss. Okay, so um, <laughs> Coma Kid is a good song. All right, end of show. Okay, if you want to follow us on Twitter. <laughs> uh, no, for real though. Agree. Um, it's a good song. It's it's. I, I like it. I yeah. like it. <laughs> it's easy. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the instrumentation, right? Oh, so uh, sorry, because you said you said you picked the song, you know, partially because you wanted to pick a song from Go, right? But like, why this song from Go? Because it's the first thing you thought of, and I said, you know, I, I had said to you, I kind of want to pick something with a cover, um, just because I did a cover on the last episode. I don't want to have to do a cover on this episode. I did, by the way. I haven't. I didn't send it to you this time, but I. I ended up fucking doing a cover um of course <laughs> uh, um but um uh you you know you were you were attached to this song why this song what what do what do you love about this song well like like i like i said before it was you know there are if we're if we're bouncing between albums the, the pick that came up was go or i am the movie and I feel like a lot of the tracks we have left on I Am the Movie are more. You know, th- this is this is like this is like this is like talking about the viscera. Um, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah, like well, the, I mean, the, so... like the, the the like the obvious reason is like there are songs I want to do more later than right now. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that's the that's um, the the cold answer. Um, well, so so because like because they mentioned so in the in the video, you know, they, I think there's a video for I think every song on Go or most of them. Yeah, there's um, one for this one. But uh, uh, I think Josh, Josh, and Justin do most of the talking in this one, and they say that basically. You know, Josh came in with the guitar part first, and, and then and then the lyrics came, which seems to happen sometimes. He's, he's lyrics first, or guitar first, um, and then and then he's trying to come up with like a second part of the chorus. And uh, Ed Ackerson, the the late great Ed Ackerson, um, said to just repeat it, and they did, and it works. Um, but Josh compared it to Modern Chemistry, which is interesting. Do you, like do you feel that? Do you I, feel? You know, I listened through I'm the movie tonight. And I'm I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to get my head around uh, modern chemistry right now to to think about whether I think they're similar. I believe in medication. Um, what me? I'm gonna listen to just a little bit of it. You know, like like I, th- I think I think maybe he was saying structurally more than like you know the way it is. Although I don't even know about structurally. I, I don't know. I mean like. I like modern chemistry and I like the song. I, I, you know? could, I could not explain in a million years why I feel this way, but I get it. I, I couldn't. I, 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 I cannot sure. tell you why. Um, <laughs> I can't. Uh, I sure. <laughs> um, like it sounds a little bit the same at the beginning. There's just a feeling to the song. Yes, yeah. like a vibe. Yeah. I don't. And, the, and I'm I'm primed to think that you know maybe you'd say this song is like indoor living and I'd be like yeah, but it's not. So what's uh, uh, and then and then as far as sort of meanings go, um, just just mentioned meaning wise, it's kind of like about procrastination. Yeah. Um, you know which I which I buy right. I need time to get it right is the hook. Uh, and then just won't look back. Focus on the comfort. Uh, Coma doesn't sing in hours wasted think- in the land of hope and dreams. Yep. Uh, focus on the planet spinning round and round, uh, and then and then like okay, I got to get over the procrastination. I won't look back. I'm going to welter in this lie. Uh, all the things I never said and never did, like stop procrastinating it. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty. I think that's that's pretty straightforward. I don't know if there's anything else. Uh, the genius page does mention that this song is featured on Degrassi, specifically yep. the first of the two-part episode, Bittersweet Symphony, which uh, we watched the beginning of that episode. Uh, it's literally literally right at the beginning of the episode and apparently all of Degrassi is on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, seems like uh, it. Officially on? Officially on the Degrassi page. I don't know if it's in Canada too, but it is in the United States. Uh, like lots... Yeah, see, it's Degrassi season one. I think they put it like week, like every week they put an episode up and uh, they have they have pretty much caught up to... or completely caught up to like all of the Degrassi that's ever aired 
or at least at least the Degrassi Next Generation. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Degrassi. Do you know a lot about Degrassi? I know Drake was on it. That That's is really it. The extent of the knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, oh, I was, I was about to say I know that Jay and Silent Bob made a cameo, and then as I said that, I saw the Silent Bob. Uh, what's it? Um, uh, YouTube thumbnail on the Degrassi page. But yes, there was. I, I do know at one point Jay and Silent Bob made a cameo on Degrassi. That has got to be one of the more bizarre cameos. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if you want to watch that Degrassi episode, or it any, is, or anyone, yeah, youtube.com slash Degrassi. That's it. <laughs> it's, you literally go to youtube.com slash Degrassi and you can watch every episode of Degrassi The Next Generation. Uh, you know, because why not? Hell yeah, try oh, Degrassi it out. High, yeah, Degrassi High is on here. There's a lot of Degrassi on here. Are the Drake episodes on here? Can I just watch some Drake on Degrassi? <laughs> Let's see. Drake Degrassi. What episodes was he on? He was in... What seasons was he in? Was he in like season four and five? All right, let's see. Let's go to Degrassi season five. I'm I'm clicked on season 513 because the thumbnail had uh, Aubrey Graham in a wheelchair on it. So (laughs) you can watch all of the Drake episodes of Degrassi right here on YouTube. I'm I'm looking at Drake right now in a wheelchair with a popped collar on a blue shirt <laughs> saying no to some dude trying to sell him a CD, I think. So, watch Degrassi on YouTube. <laughs> Degrassi's please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> there's something very there's something very I just I like the 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 uh, the energy of Drake on Degrassi and having no, no having having to like say no to someone giving him a CD yeah. in like in the middle of the the lunchroom yeah uh, <laughs> uh, anyway so um, yeah so I mean I guess meaning wise it's like we said straightforward it's yeah it's a person who's caught in the the coma of what they want to do. But they're procrastinating, and yeah, I mean that's that's literally sounds what like, they said. Sounds like me editing this podcast. <laughs> so sounds like the reason one of our episodes came out a week late. Was it the last episode or the one before? I think it's the one before that. Uh, <laughs> Is that the one you lost, like that crashed and lost? No, no, no. That that one that one was the last episode. Yeah, uh, I think I tweeted about that too, right? Yeah, that like literally in the middle of editing the like my computer just like completely crashed and I lost the last half of the episode. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But it was like it was literally Sunday night and the episode was supposed to come out Monday morning. And I'm like, well, I could either uh, tweet complainingly and say it'll be out next week or I could just fucking power through and edit the show so i just powered through and edited the show (laughs) um but i think i think the broken heart episode was the one that just you know quietly came out a week late no it was it was last week's episode are you fucking kidding me (laughs) i thought it was major leagues i didn't know it was major leagues then i just was like yeah i guess this is gonna come out a week oh no you know what it was is because we just like didn't get around to recording until until like the, a day after it was supposed to come out we recorded on tuesday <laughs> and was it supposed to come out on monday and i was like you know what i'm just gonna use this lead time to edit and then i did and then, actually and then i didn't because i still edited it right before it was supposed to come out but whatever i got a week off no big deal and i was like okay we should probably record early this week and then didn't get around to it and now it's saturday <laughs> and the show's coming out in two days <laughs> <laughs> well you've got i'm sure you've got important things to do yeah i mean sure um <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 be fine. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Comatose and singing. I was gonna say this really is like this. This this is definitely a song I relate to musically though. Um. I really like. So you you really hear the Moog part at the beginning. Um. And uh. And you can. I, I really really like the the sort of bridge breakdown part. The uh. I mean the part where they say coma kid right like the dizzy. Mm-hmm. Uh. No, I won't look back this time. Um, and I think that is actually also the most interesting drum part um, as as well. I think, so there's a lot of drum covers of this on YouTube. We couldn't find like a regular cover. You know, we don't like to play just drum covers. We like to play like full like singing and 
ideally full band covers, but you know, if it's just somebody drumming over the the album version, there's not really much to talk about. Uh, but Tony did do uh, a drum along on YouTube, uh, so I'll play a little bit of that right now. So that I I like I really like that part. I think that's the I it seems like the most interesting drum part. Um and uh I don't know. It's it's overall cuz otherwise it's it's a lot of the same. It's it's very samey. Um and I I'd assume that for drummers is not fun. <laughs> um as somebody who who uh, doesn't really play a lot of drums. All I can really play is the standard beat. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, oh, and uh, and the beginning of everything is all right. I can play the beginning, the beginning drum part of everything is all right. That's all I can play on drums, um, which I also learned from Tony's YouTube, uh, the, his, his, his old YouTube. He did, he, when he like, when it was more tutorial focused, supposed to just drum alongs, um, which, which are both great. I'm just, it used to be more his his old one was more tutorial focused so it's a lot easier for for a non-drummer like myself to watch it and be like oh that's how you play this thing um anyway so uh yeah i um i really like that drum part and i really like that part of the song as well i feel like the drums in the whole whole song well this is something we were talking about you know still sort of at the beginning um which is that the for a lot of the song it's just the drums and bass accompanying yeah. justin singing so the drums Good point yeah particularly yeah. stick out yeah um, I, I totally forgot to mention that thank you thank you for reminding me yeah in the in the verse it's just drums and bass like it's just matt playing bass tony playing drums and especially so we watched the uh uh they this is a song they didn't play a whole lot of go or panic stations live on the most recent tour um but uh in the live in sydney mosh cam which is uh one of the one of the better live sets for them you can find on youtube um because it's professionally shot and all that you can really see that like yeah, Josh and and Josh is just sort of standing around. I mean, Jesse's a lot of the time. Jesse's just sort of standing around. Like the, when the mode comes in, the mode comes in. When it doesn't, when it's not there, he is the hype man for the for the band, uh, or uh, playing the shit out of the cowbell and her words destroyed by planet. Um, <laughs> it is the best. If you've if you've not seen a clip of Jesse playing the the cowbell on her words destroyed by planet, like he is basically. I mean, he's not playing it like Will Ferrell, um, but like <laughs> he's got like that energy. He's got the energy of like I am the most important person on stage right now playing this cowbell, um, <laughs> which I know like I'm sure that's not what he believes, but as a showman, it's killer. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really just the three of them. It's it's uh, Justin, Matt, and Tony. Uh, Justin singing, Matt playing bass, Tony playing drums, and that is it for the whole verse. Like the hook, you have that, and the um, the the bridge, you get uh, you get the whole um, the whole band playing as well. But for for the verse, it is just drums and bass, and vocals and it's it's really it's i mean you get a full experience out of it you know it's not the only obviously they're not the only band to ever do that it's not the only time they ever do it Mm -hmm. but uh but the drums you're right the drums do really stand out in in those moments um which is which (laughs) i'll make the joke again it's weird because justin says he doesn't get drum and bass (laughs) um uh i like i I feel like I, i i always like the songs especially what have uh, where, the, where the bass is particularly noticeable um yeah some some songs that stick out more than others and although this is the only song i could say right off the top of my head right now that does it um yeah i like it a lot uh yeah um let me let me play a little bit of the beginning here uh from that from that sydney live mosh cam because um you can really hear the moog part here i mean you can really hear it in, in the recorded version as well but uh, it's a little bit different in the live version so i'm gonna play a little bit of that here as well i I always like when uh, the Moog 
uh, is playing the the melody. Uh, like that, I think, mm-hmm. is one of the better uses of Moog that they do. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then the last thing that I have for musicality is again from the live uh you can really really hear the backing vocals and and stuff in the um in the live version here from the chorus so i'm gonna play that right now as well and you know always always hear from matt's backing vocals Oh, and uh, actually, let me play the uh, the bridge here as well because you can hear it a lot there as well. And you can even actually they even cut to Matt for that one. One thing, by the way, that I also do love is you can always see um, Jesse in the background singing along, and yep. Jesse—he's the—he's the only person in the band that doesn't get a mic on him. He's the only person who is not a backup <laughs> singer. <laughs> like, and I'm sure it's because he's not a great singer, right? And it's totally reasonable if you have three guys doing backup vocals, you don't need Jesse to be doing backup vocals. But it's very clear that like. Either he just likes the songs because he likes the songs or it's, you know, to keep himself going, but you can always see him singing along. It's great. <laughs> I really um, like the attractive today from the Sydney Mosh can because of that. Because yeah. you see him just at least it looks like he's screaming it behind Justin. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think um I think Attractive Day is one that especially because there's like there's the moment where it's just sort of uh you know, the um the last one, the uh, I am wrecked, I am overblown, I'm also fed up with the fucking common cold. Um, and I think that is one, either that or everything is all right, where he like, like Jesse likes to like get up on top of a speaker and like point at the audience to sing along. <laughs> um, everything is all right, especially, right? Because like, uh, Justin will do the, like, tell me that you're all right, and then point at the audience. Yeah, everything is all right. Um, and so like a lot of times when the, when the audience is expected to sing along, Jesse will point at the audience. Sometimes like a lot of times Justin will as well, if he's not playing guitar at the same time, but Jesse always will like from behind the Moog point at the audience. And if it's not behind the Moog, he will literally stand at the edge of the stage (laughs) and like fucking like clap his hands and point at everybody. Like you should be clapping right now. And now you should be singing. It's the best. (laughs) The worst part about the Sydney Mosh cam um, the only negative thing I can say about it is that my favorite accident, they do not show Jesse's Moog stand. I don't know if he didn't do one. Maybe he didn't do one. Uh, or maybe there's no camera on him. Like the camera person didn't know that that's the point you need to be fucking pointing at Jesse. Um, but uh, there's no there's no Moog stand there. And it's, uh, it's disappointing because it's the best. Um, all right. I think if we don't have anything else, then I'll play a little bit of, of my cover here. Actually, uh, yeah, I'll play most of it. Um, <laughs> this was this, so, uh, this one, I think I found on chord Uh, and it's not great. The chord charts were not great. So there's a lot of like a lot of the chord sites besides like ultimate guitar, uh, which is, I mean, the way the right, the way, the way chord charts are written on ultimate guitar is, is different than a lot of the other chord sites. Um, but a lot of them, basically you have to read the chords along with the song and then, like just shut it off and think about it yourself and be like okay is this how it this is how it's said but it's more like this so uh this was my attempt at a cover of coma kid On the comfort of the cold, cold ground, singing. It's a good cover, man. Yeah, that's that's what you say every time. <laughs> hey, it's true every time. 
<laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it every time. Uh, I put a little <laughs> bit more into this one than I normally do. Normally, it's literally just me and the guitar, and then I'll throw a little bit of, of reverb on it. Um, but uh, this time, I, I have a a couple of me overlaid over each other doing the oohs mm-hmm. because I I don't think I had the uh, I don't think I <laughs> I don't think I um, had the pitch exactly right. So if I do it twice and layer it on each other, it kind of sounds like it's more right. Uh, and then did a little uh, vocal filter on the on the hook. Um, anyway, that's that. You'll hear the full thing at the end of the episode. I think that's it. Do you have anything else? Do you have anything else you want to say? Do you have any final thoughts? None. <laughs> None thoughts. You were you were quiet for so long. I was like, is that is something happening? <laughs> I was thinking. You were thinking? All right. None thoughts. I was, like, I was looking over the lyrics and I'm like, now we talked about the the differences in the, you know. Drums and bass, no guitar. With when the guitar comes in, the lyrics are very straightforward. Live versions are good. Your cover's good. Bing, bang, boom. Cool. I just realized that I didn't uh, post the last episode on YouTube, and our dispute got rejected. That's bullshit. They uh, they don't have a content ID claim uh, because we are fully within fair use, but that's fine. I don't mind. All right, uh, that's it for this episode of Motion City Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Motion City Pod, uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, you can find us on YouTube as well. Uh, we don't get any money on YouTube apparently because they rejected our disputes, uh, even though they can't do that. But it's fine because YouTube doesn't care. Uh, I'm going to appeal. <laughs> uh, I'm going to appeal one of them. I'll appeal one of them. We'll see. Um, but. Uh, yeah, you can find uh, us on yeah Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can find the band at Motion City Music. You can find us. Oh, oh, we're also at I'm going to Constant Motion City. Uh, we have a Patreon that nobody's given any money to, uh, and probably won't. That's fine too. Um, <laughs> uh, the band, the individual band stuff we say it every episode uh jcpmcs uh, at on twitter and instagram tony Thax on twitter and instagram it's chudy on twitch it's the only social media he cares about right now uh jesse mack on instagram at at claudia rivero twitter and instagram matthew s taylor instagram uh <laughs> i think that's all the things that we say at the end of an episode so that'll do it for this episode of motion city podcast until next time We'll be here, always trying to decipher what it means. Hell yeah. I need time to get it right. I need time to get it right. Always trying to illuminate the past. Questions answered, but the insight never lasts. So I won't look back, I won't look down. I'll focus on the comfort of the cold, cold ground. Comatose and singing